Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Av Unfiltered, Real Convos No Filter, where we honor God, our authentic selves, and the beautiful contrast of life. Listen, on today's episode is all about overcoming. I cannot wait for you to meet my guest. Her name is Keisha Green. Her story is impeccable, and I know that it will penetrate your heart. Also, we'll have some of my faves that I'll talk about today, Avs Faves, as well as the Avs Advice segment where there is a situation at hand that has literally grieved me. I cannot wait to get to that part. But I can't wait for today's show. Please get connected, share, tell everybody to tune in. You're not going to want to miss this conversation today. So let's get started with my scripture of the week, which comes from Mark 61, and it is, and he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while, for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. Listen, that scripture is so important to me because a lot of times we don't take the necessary time to steal away, to reset, to refuel so that we're able to keep going. When it says come away with me and rest, a lot of times we don't get that opportunity or we don't take the opportunity to rest. So I want to encourage you to rest so that you can plan forward, so that you can be creative, so that you can reset and recenter as you progress in life and Try to understand what it is that God has in store for you. So never get so busy that you just keep going and going and going that you don't have the opportunity to recenter and to recalibrate, to progress forward the way you need to in your life. So I want to know what's on your identity pie chart. So for me, I have broken Av down into five specific things, things that are super important to me. I am a wife. Yes, but that's not the totality of who I am. I'm a mom. I think that I'm a little bit sassy, a little bit spicy. You know what I'm saying? I happen to be uh, a first lady. I don't, you know, literally subscribe to all of what that entails, what I grew up knowing that to be. Um, I'm a silly girl's girl. I love fun. I love to have, you know, comedic moments. That's what makes the world go round. It says in the scripture that laughter is good like medicine. So I can, you know, be a little bit overly silly at times, but hey, I own it. And I am a fighter and an overcomer. So for you, I want you to think about your name. I want you to think about who you are and try to dissect yourself into five specific parts. And so I can make sure that you understand that you're more than one thing. So all of those things in totality make you, you. I would love for you to sit down and to dissect yourself into five parts and make sure you own each part equally and understand that it's all about who God created you to be. You don't have to just be one thing at all times. All of those things I need you to embrace because it makes you authentically you. So I want you to think about this question today. How are you being your own keeper? Always take care of yourself. Put yourself first on your list of priorities because in order to serve others, you have to serve yourself first and you have to serve yourself in a way where you actually know yourself so that you can embrace all of the facets of you. Listen, the holidays are so important to me and especially Thanksgiving because of its actual meaning. 
listen, my family, we get together, we all come together, we sit around the table, not just to eat, but to give thanks. So we start with the oldest person present in the family. They will tell a story about, you know, some things that we might not know. We will take it in. Then we go around the table and tell our favorite things about being together, what it means, what it was like at Big Mama's house, you know, the older generation speaks to the younger generation and then the younger generation tries to, you know, mimic some of those traditions and also create new ones. So some of my favorite things for the holidays as tradition is um, as our tradition is set is that we go around the table and we give actual thanks for being here. Something that God did for us specifically throughout this year that we want to just share with each other. And then also we reflect on things in the past. So it's like a merging of the generations. So the older people listen to the younger ones, the younger listen to the old ones. We end up praying and then we partake into our Thanksgiving dinner. It has been such an amazing time wherever we are, whether we're at my mother's, which we will be this year, haven't been for the past six or seven years. But whether we're there, if we end up being in our specific homes, we'll jump on a Zoom call or we'll jump on, it used to be Skype, we'll jump on something where we can get together and still do that moment before we all eat if we all aren't able to get together at the same time. So that's tradition. We love it so much. And I would like to encourage you just not to to cook and sit down and eat and fall apart and take a nap. I want you to actually reflect and take some time to just give the Lord thanks for getting you through the year up into the 11th month and just kind of just talk about some of the things that has encouraged you and pushed you forward because we all have something that we can be grateful for and this is the time to do it. So I would encourage you to do that. Get with your family, share, love, laugh, and just enjoy each other before you eat. Each episode, I usually try, if I have time, to take the time to highlight a woman who is doing this exact thing, being the artistry that God created her to be in her own facet. And today for my artist me spotlight, it is Queen Yonazdaha Lone Wolf, who is an activist, a speaker, and a community organizer. When Queen Yonazdaha is not protesting in the streets, you can catch her speaking to college and high school students. This truth teller is a published writer who has a weekly column in the Final Call newspaper and is now bringing her artistry to the world with a children's book called The Adventures of Star Song and a daily devotional book called Journey to Peace. She spoke on Indigenous People's Day. She also spearheaded 30, a 32-city and 64-city fundraising event called Hip Hop for Haiti and Hip Hop for Flint in 2016. In September of 2017, she started Hip Hop for Foundation and a spearheaded and she spearheaded 15 cities for Hip Hop for the People after a devastating hurricane that hit Texas, Florida, and also the Caribbean. She served as the national co-convener of the Women's March 
Come on, holla at me, Women's March. Queen Yonazdaha is a woman with a purpose promoting love, justice, and equality. And it gives me great pleasure to highlight her as the Artist Me Spotlight Queen for this episode. All right, Abs fam, listen. Today, my guest, I am so excited for you to meet her. Some of you may know of her already, but her name is Keisha the legless diva green i we are going to be discussing fulfilling god's assignment in spite of listen keisha is an author mentor philanthropist speaker women's prayer leader public figure and a six figure salon suite builder who is impacting the world she was born and raised in syracuse in syracuse new york the 8th highest-rated poverty-stricken city in the United States. She became a bilateral amputee in 2013, but she is a true survivor. As a founder of Loving Legs Foundation and Legless Divas, she has become an advocate and community activist for the wheelchair community. As a certified life coach, Keisha is making an awe-inspiring impact as she globally empowers women to understand that no matter their disability, they can tap into the greatest force and ability that they possessed their mind. Keisha is building bosses with ability, capital A-B-I-L-I-T-Y, by inspiring and empowering disabled women across the globe to enhance every ability in their bodies so they can live life by design and not by default. I need you to welcome to Av Unfiltered, Miss Keisha Green, the legless diva. Hi, Keisha. Hi, Eva. How are you? I'm doing well. So excited to have you with us today. Can you just please give a quick intro? I did give your bio, which is phenomenal, but you look amazing. And I would love for people to get to know a little bit about you. Well, thank you so much again. I am Keisha Green. I am an inspirational, world-changing, trailblazing, legless diva. Just truly honored to be able to impact the world and just let others know that in spite of whatever it is that life may brings your way as a detour, it does not have to keep you from the destiny. And the reason why I would say that is because I was able to walk on my own legs for 30 years. And in 2013, I was faced with what many like to refer to as a tragic um, accident. But I truly believe that I was placed in position for where God had for me to be able to be the best that I could be and to live out my destiny. So thank you again. I'm a mom of three amazing sons and um, just daily pressing through life and trusting God in this process. Wow, that is so amazing. And might I add that you always look phenomenal. I had the opportunity to look you up. There is never a time where we catch you slipping, girl. Listen, I think that is phenomenal. Um, But how important do you feel like glam, feeling good about yourself um, is for your outlook and your mission to rebrand how people see uh, women or just people in general that happen to have uh, disabilities. How do you feel like that impacts or drives you? 
Well, for me, one of the things is, is that a lot of times people can receive pity from me over being powerful. So their expectation of seeing me coming without the prosthetics in the wheelchair is it would be pitiful if I looked pitiful. But God said to me, daughter, your appearance is a presentation that protects your power while preventing. Wow. So when he said that to me, I was actually dealing with imposter syndrome during that time. I was in a place where I was like, oh, should I tone it down a little? Because, you know, when people say you look nice all the time, you can actually the enemy can play on that and you can ask yourself, am I doing too much? Wow. So in that case, God just came through to confirm that, you know, this is a part of who you are. It's a representation that I'm not forgotten about and I'm not looking for sorrow. Wow. That's so powerful because I feel like, you know, we've been taught never to judge a book by its cover. But the truth is, first impressions are first looks are our human nature is like second nature for us to judge. It's the first thing we see. We see someone walking down the street. We're like, oh, that looks nice. Or what a pretty outfit, beautiful shoes. You know, for for people like me, I actually love to look and see people looking great. It's beautiful. And also sometimes very inspiring. I think for for me, for for you with your abilities, because I'm not going to re- refer your unique set of abilities, because I'm not going to refer to them as disabilities. I think that sometimes people do expect for you to be defined by that. And I think your redefinition of owning the fact that your disabilities don't define you is so much peace and is actually over overjoyed. I'm overjoyed by your story because a lot of times people really feel defeated. And I feel like that brings us to the next point that I want to talk about. What was the message you heard when you, when the loss of your leg, you know, really hit you? You could have found yourself, you know, deep in a depressive state, but it rerouted you into a greater purpose to be an advocate for others who have experienced the same. Tell me how that was yeah. for you and how you found your and place you know, in that vein. Um, well, you know, it was, it wasn't a really hard process and God was really great um, to me during that time. But one of the things that really helped me to continue to propel um, forward into purpose is when God said to me, the legs that you had was not strong enough to walk into the territory that I have for you. Ooh, so powerful. Yeah. So in that case, I said, wow, um, it sounds like to me like I was standing in my own way Mm -hmm. and I wasn't walking into my purpose and my destiny and that he had places for me to go. So with him confirming that for me, but still without having direction, it came with we walk by faith and not by sight. Right. So it came with me leaning on faith that God had a plan for me. But what he's allowed me to do is not just for the disability community. It's for anyone that has faced something unexpectedly that they were not prepared for, where you truly have to trust God to strategically show you how to do it, is why God placed me here to be who it is I am today. And that's why I boldly say that I'm the legless dealer. And when your father speaks things to you like, who needs legs when we're Ooh. all working for who needs legs when we're all working through this? <laughs> that is our desire. So yeah. I just thank God that he trusts me to soar on this earth. 
before I take up my wings in heaven. So I'm honored. I really love that. It it oh, it just thrills my soul because finding a purpose with what uh, life has dealt you is is something that we all should do. I think a lot of times we find ourselves deep in shame, in depression for things that have happened that we had no control over. But God knew that this would be your story. God knew that a parts of my story would be mine. And for our viewers and listeners, God knew that you would face and you would encounter things that would shake you and also make you if you allow them to. And so if we can find ourselves welcoming whatever life has offered us and understanding that there is a greater purpose inside of whatever uh, has been dealt to us, then we can live a healthy and fulfilled life, which you are doing and you're doing it so well. Yeah, it's so um, overly inspiring, just your story in its totality. And I am aware that you chose to not uh, have a prosthetic leg, you chose to be in a wheelchair and you chose that with a purpose. So I wanted to just talk about and can you enlighten us on why you decided against that and to embrace being inside, uh, being in a wheelchair? Well, <laughs> if I could say that in my own way, I would say, you know, many times God tell us to stop kicking it with people and we still go back and still try to <laughs> kick it with them, try to kick it with them again, you know, so I just, <laughs> you know, understood so that good. God was shifting and he was doing the thing and I had walked for 30 years. So just making that decision came honestly through the spirit. God was like, I gave you, a, I created a lane that was just for you. And so easily you decided to blend in. Right. So oftentimes we want to follow and mimic and duplicate what everyone else is doing. But there's oftentimes where God will strategically place something exclusively for you. And you'll get tricked out of it trying to duplicate what others are doing. Okay. If I was to wear prosthetics, I could blend in. I could look like you. Some people may not even know what God has done for me. But there's a statement that is made when people see me in the wheelchair without the prosthetics. You say, I don't know what happened to her. I don't know if she was sick. I don't know if she was in an accident. I don't know, but I do want to know about this joy that radiates from her that yes. allows her to still, you know, continue to press on. Who is that that allows her to go that way? And, you know, many people will say, oh, I love your energy. I say, I don't have energy. That's the Holy Spirit within yes. me that you see. And, you know, if you want to call it energy, I know who it is. It's the Holy Spirit within me. So, you know, just I used to, I used to say I just didn't want to be the same person that I was. Wow. You know, that's that's a beautiful thing, Keisha, when you say that there's a lane for you. First of all, you're hilarious when you said when God tells you to stop kicking it. Listen, I love that. That was hilarious. But the, the truth is, is that we are impacted by life on many occasions. And it's what and how we respond to how we respond, what we respond with that changes 
the trajectory of our lives. When I look at you, I do see that God. Like I do see that Holy Spirit. It radiates. It comes through. And it is something that is so calming, so chilling, so profound, and so beautiful that a lot of us need to understand, listen, life happens. And when it happens, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to find yourself in purpose, on purpose, regardless of whatever life has brought your way? So I think it's important for people to understand how to become, how to discover their gifts in spite of the chaos or situations that they have may face, that they may face that people would feel like are unfortunate or, or, you know, a sad or tragic situation, finding the beauty in the ashes, finding the greater in, in what, what the enemy might have wanted to cause you to shrink back and to be less. So how is it that you discovered your gift of inspiring and encouraging others, um, what made you be an activator of of people's gifting to realize no matter what you face, you can make beauty out of all of it? Um, I think for that, you know, is uh, getting to the place where you begin to ask God the what over why. Wow. And for me, I never asked God, why did this happen to me? I said, what do you want to, me to do with this? Because I know you didn't make me a burden. I was very direct that I knew that there must be a plan that's going to be orchestrated and strategized from this that is not going to allow me to be a burden and to be broken. And oftentimes we reject the things that God will use. Literally, God branded me from the very thing that should have broken me. Not just broken my body, but broken my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And on today, there's someone that's listening that just needs to truly know that the ability of your mind is stronger than any inability, any disability. And if you make a decision in your mind and you realize that as long as I have my right mind and God decides to be merciful enough to wake me up yet another day. Yeah. Everything else is changeable. That's right. That is so powerful. That is so, so, so powerful. And I'm glad you said that because that helps me with the next place I want to go. What do you do? Help, help, help us, help me, help the listeners. What do you do when you find yourself discouraged? Because it does happen. There are days where we find ourselves kind of, you know, feeling a little different and trying to navigate our way out of that. So what do you do when you feel discouraged? When Let's I'm talk about that. Yeah, when I'm feeling discouraged, honestly, you know, um, transparently, you know, as women, especially, you know, we have different times when our emotions are in different places. It can make us view situations differently. And sometimes we'll take on things and it'll seem heavier than it really is. But taking the time to look at the reality over emotions, I always say. Yeah. Reality over emotions because emotions will take you down a dark alley and get you mugged. They okay. will. They lie. They lie to you so bad and you love to listen to them. <laughs> yes. So first getting yourself to that place where you know that you're thinking clearly, whether it be resetting, taking that time for self-care, of course, going into prayer, um, having those safe places, though, especially with you being a woman in leadership, being a lady, 
Um, you know, having those safe places, people don't understand that when you go to a certain place of elevation, you need safe, safe places. And those safe places are only like two and three places if you have that many. So, you know, having those relationships that are safe, that are willing to take you right where you are, that where you can be transparent. And you can be able to pick up those things that may be needed to come out of that. We oftentimes as well are, and our God is a miracle working God, but oftentimes there's a process in the pain. Wow. Always. And we we want it to go away quickly. And I was sick just about a week ago. And I realized that, you know, God was downloading in me during that time. So I think if we could realize that sometimes God pauses us, he stops us. He has us to go through things truly just so he can grow us and that we can receive things from him. So I think leaning, trust in the process, self-care, safe relationships, places to talk, and most of all, giving yourself time. Yeah. Time is so important and allowing yourself to feel. I love positivity. I love encouraging myself. I love getting myself out of the ruts, out of those depressive states. But also, I think it's so important and healthy to allow ourselves to feel because our feelings do have expiration time and allowing ourselves to go through all of the emotions, all of the ebbs and flows and not rush the process. I don't want us to live there and like sit in it, but I do want us to take the time to actually process what we're feeling. Take the time to dig deep, ask God, ask our heart literally, what is this? How did I get here? And I'm ready to get out of it. But I think we all go through depressive depressive aspects in life. And when we feel those moments coming, we prepare ourselves for it, but we also prepare, prepare ourselves for the coming out. I don't ever want us to sit in it because that is what the enemy would love. So it just delights me that the perspective that you have is like, yeah, I have those moments, but I also have identified places that I can go to a few places to for encouragement, for inspiration. So and and also to just bring that 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 recalibration and that centering back to you so that you can know that it's time for the you to step forward and to leave that part behind. We all have that state, we all have that process. It just depends on each other individually how we do it how long it takes, but just embracing it and making sure that we are allowing ourselves to feel because sometimes we can suppress it. And then at one trigger, there's a, a massive blow up and we're inter- we're interrupting the lives of our children, of the, our loved ones. It's being very impacting. And they're like, wait, what just happened? And it's because we didn't allow ourselves to feel and allow ourselves to actually process those things through. So that is so important. A lot of times you seem to, to always vibrate high. So what is your advice to others when it comes to avoiding the low vibrational people, places, and things? So my advice is to really know yourself, know what you're able to um, deal with, right? So for me, my biggest thing is protecting my peace. I know that I get drained very quickly by being around a lot of people. And so I really just control my peace so that I can be who it is that I need to be. I try not to 
engage in low vibration conversations, right. picking up the phone for all sorts of people, Ooh. listening to the wrong types of things. Say that again, girlfriend. No. So those are the things that will wear you out. One you find thing. yourself drizzling a little bit here, drizzling a little bit here, and it is depleting. Like So you have to protect your peace. Yeah. Know what you have the ability to do. Be okay with not answering that phone, okay? Because just because it ring don't mean don't you have mean to you answer have to answer. It. So you good. remember back in the days when folks had to wait for you to get home to talk to you, okay? And I for you to check like the answering machine. <laughs> now you want me to pick up suddenly? No. So I think that's a big part is really keeping peace, keeping yourself um, in a place of being able to be restored as well. Restoration is very important. Again, going back to that rest, that self-care. You don't want to be vibrating low. Go to bed. Right. Get you some rest. Go to bed. Listen, take some moments to retreat. All the time, it's not it. Yeah, it's it's not. It's it's cute (laughs) until you pass out. (laughs) It's cute until you pass out. Girl, when I tell you, you blessed me when you said, People can wait. They can. Because if you're offering an exhausted version of you, then it benefits nobody. When you said it's okay to not, I need y'all to get this. It is okay to not answer. It is okay to answer in your own timing when you're in a better headspace. It is okay to retreat for yourself. It is okay to not be on everybody else's timeline. You have a timeline for yourself. You know yourself. You know your your limitations. You know your ceiling. Other people expect you to show, 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 show. And for me, in what I do, I love inspiring people. I love being there for people. We get every day. There's another prayer request. There's another, can you agree with me in? And can you help me with this? And listen, I love it. But at, at some points, you have to steal away for yourself. You have to reset yourself. And I spoke a message and it was like, go to sleep during the prayer call. That was the message. Go Go away and rest. I need you to sleep because whatever it is that you feel like needs your attention will be there when you wake up. And not only will it be there when you wake up, you'll be in a better position to handle it, to tackle it head on because you will have let your mind be at ease. We have to unplug and we have to reset. Listen, that's why your, your phone battery drains. You plug it in when it gets low. Right. Yeah. So if you don't step away to reset and recharge yourself when your energy, when your emotional currency gets low, how how good are you going to be to anybody else if you can't be any good to yourself? And honestly, let me ask you this. When have you ever seen someone angry because you didn't answer your phone because they wanted to check on you? People are angry because you didn't answer your phone because they want something for them. from you. They want to ask you something. They want you to do something for them. They ne- they're not going to be angry if they're trying to check on you. Right. right? They only get angry when they want something from you. And that's why they can wait. 
Right. <laughs> They're like, that's so good. Listen, perspective, y'all. Take this down wherever you are. Rewind it and play it back a hundred times because that is so true. Have you ever thought about somebody getting angry with you because they're checking on you? No, they're angry because there's a selfish component. They want you to be on their timeline. They want you to be there for them. And at times, that's fine because, you know, we're inherently nurturers. We're inherently givers. It's our it's second nature to show up. When I need to put on my wife hat, I know how to put it on. When I need to put on my mom hat, I know how to put it on. When I need to put on my pastoral encouraging prayer prayer for you, being there for you, agreeing with you. I know how to do that. But at times I need to just be Av. I need to just be the girl that woke up, didn't sleep with the bonnet on, so I got wispies all over my braids. One nail is broken, you know, three lashes on one eye, two on another. I need to just be able to be that and be okay with that all the time. We have this this thing where we feel like we always got to be on, but I need everybody to be okay with being off sometimes. It's okay Listen. to be off and it's okay to take off. Because, That's oh gosh, right. Come on. It is okay to do all of those things because if you do not allow yourself to be who you authentically are, you can't grow into who you're becoming. You have to know where to start. You have to know your genesis to be able to get to a finish line. If you don't know where you're starting or what state you're starting in, then you don't know how to progress and you don't know how to finish. You don't know how to flow. And I just thank God for you because you get it. You get it. And we are giving people an opportunity to be okay with not being on and being okay with being on when you're ready. That's right. It's your life. You say y'all never catch me slipping, but I want y'all to know I'm the pajama lady at home. (laughs) Um, I have as many pajamas as I have clothes. You know, when I step out, I do like to slay without a shoe game. Listen. But I'm off when I'm off. And can. (laughs) I know when to be off. So that's just like, you know, just knowing, like we're saying, knowing what you're up for. So I even have my team call me days when I say, I don't want to talk about that today. And you can say that and you can be cool with that and not feel like, you know, oh, well, this is going to throw things off and everything. I want people to be okay. I've said this for years and years and years, different interviews I've been in. There's no such thing as real balance. What there is a such thing is for God to give you the grace to attack what needs to be handled at the moment of its importance where he gets the glory out of your life story. That is the balance and all the balance that you need. So if things go awry, give yourself permission to not complete every task on your checklist so that you can lessen your stress and that you can allow your body time to heal We make ourselves sick with giving unrealistic expectations and setting the bar so high that we understand that we forget that we are the bar. Like you cannot strive for something in that will cause you to be sick and you did it, but now you can barely pull up to the the fruits of it. You have to understand that whatever timeline that is specific for your life is enough and God can use it.
And as we wrap this time together, I really have enjoyed this conversation. It's been enlightening. It's been beautiful, even for me. You are such a beautiful breath of fresh air. Tell us just a little bit about the Nothing Missing podcast and what your goals are for that endeavor as we um, wrap our time today. Okay, well, I'm super excited about the Nothing Missing podcast, which is a podcast that was given to me um, to do Well, I myself created to do with two other co-hosts, which are also amputees. And the idea of it is that, of course, when you see us, I don't have the legs. One of my co-hosts is missing one leg and my other co-host is missing both arms. So, of course, it looks as though we're missing something. But just talking about, you know, um, what you see is not always what you get. Mm-hmm. And many a times you look and you believe that something is missing. But if you look beyond that, I'm sure that person can let you know that there's nothing missing about them. So it's really just to let you know, to stay encouraged, to be able to move past trials, triumphs, things that you may be faced with, but also living again to your highest ability as if nothing is missing. Wow. So powerful. I love it. Listen, I want you to know that whatever you've encountered Wherever you've been in life, whatever circumstance you have found yourself in, God can use it. There is nothing about you that has that can or has caught him off guard. He knew your end from your beginning. He created you a masterpiece, no matter what it is that you're walking through. And you have unique abilities. I'm not going to refer to them as disabilities. You have unique abilities. Your abilities stretch East to west, north to south, there is no ceiling to what you can do when you tap into embracing who God has created you. I'm so delighted to have you, Keisha. Thank you so much, you guys. Please find her, follow her, listen to her podcast. I know I'll be listening because we all need this encouragement. First of all, gratitude. We need to start with gratitude. If she can be grateful for what she's experienced and where God has placed her in her life, you can be grateful for whatever it is that you're experiencing, whatever it is that you feel is lacking, whatever it feels feels like in your life right now, wherever you are. If you are at a place where you feel like, God, like, what is this? What what happened? I used to be this, or I saw myself as that. Can you just take a moment to say, God, what are you teaching me? Help me to embrace where I am right now so that I can be an encouragement to others. That's what Keisha represents. That's what we are. We love you. We are so excited about your journey. And listen, anytime I feel encouraged, I'm going to seek out Keisha so that I can remember, (laughs) so that I can remember the beauty within Everything that happens, God can use. Thank you so much. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners today? I just want to say, you know, just to be encouraged to trust your process. Um, Just remember, eyes haven't seen nor have ears heard. So I never knew. One of the things I always want people to know, I never knew an amputee before me. So I truly needed God to show me. And there are some things that only God is going to show you how to do. So stop looking for validation. Stop reaching out and looking for someone who has what God wants to do for you. Find yourself as a unique, exclusive design. Mm -hmm. And like you will run out and buy a bag that was exclusive. Accept yourself to be that exclusive bag and go ahead on and invest in you. 
That's beautiful. Well, there you have it, you guys. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and I need you to find the beauty in yours. God bless. Thank you, Keisha. All right. And per usual, I always let you know that you can write in to me at Avonfiltered at Aventure Graco if you have a scenario or a situation that you would like my advice for. And today I have whew, a submission that has literally made my skin crawl. So let's get into it. Dear Av, I need some direction on how to handle a situation with my sister. My niece came to me and confided in me that her mom's, who is my sister, boyfriend, has been making strange comments to her. She says that he mentions her bra size and that her hips are getting wide and is making her uncomfortable. I encourage her to go to her mom about it, but she has not. And I'm worried about this continuing to happen or worse, something more extreme. My sister and I don't have the best relationship. How do you think I should approach her? Whew, give me a minute. Because what I cannot stand is someone who does this type or has this type of behaviors. Number one, love, this is your niece. And if she does not feel comfortable as a minor approaching her mother, then it is your responsibility to go to her and express to her whether she receives it or not what's going on. We know that it's always tender when it comes to a boyfriend or a male figure who you're in a relationship with children. I encourage you to press forward because this individual is making comments that are absolutely despicable for a child. He should not even be looking at her that way. Another thing, the mom should be a little bit more careful about who she brings around her child. Also, in leaving her with him alone, anything could happen. And we know this because by history, there are so many stories out there where the, the 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 boyfriend is in the home, he's left with the kid, and then there's some type of sexual encounter or abuse that changes that child's life. Listen, I don't care if she wants to hear it or not, and since the child doesn't feel comfortable, I want you to encourage her and let her know that you're only approaching her mother, who is your sister, because you love her, and you don't want her to have to feel like she has to suppress her beauty around this individual. You will find her soon taping herself down, trying to dress in baggy clothes, and also that leading her down another path based on his comments, and it's just unfair. I want to encourage you to be bold, to sit with your sister privately, to let her know that she confided in her because she didn't have the strength or feel like it was a safe place to share this with her. And that should also make her feel a way. If this is taking place in your niece's home, your sister's home, you can be the one to prevent it. So I'm asking you to be bold. No matter what the response you get, you will have gotten it out. You will have it off your conscience. And I want you to pray that he is not trying to progress in and force this child into anything 
beyond the comments that he's stating. It's probably already on his mind and heart. So you can be the intervention that needs to happen because when people are confronted, they tend to back up. So I hope this is that case. I want you to be bold, go forward, and I want you to share this information, share it in love, but don't sit on this because you could help prevent a much greater situation that would impact this child's life for the rest of her life. That's my advice on that. I encourage you, if you need any advice, you want to throw out something to me, you need it, avunfiltered at avuntergrayco.com is the email address. I will choose and we will address it in the next episode. So that's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed Keisha Green. I hope you have an amazing, amazing, amazing Thanksgiving holiday. I hope that you take some of my traditions and adopt them for your own. Cook, eat well, eat responsibly, drink responsibly, and just enjoy your time with family. And remember, no matter what life throws your way, you can look at a person like Keisha and know that God can use it and he can bring out your purpose through your circumstance. Have a great day. Love you. Don't forget to like, share, and to subscribe to my page and listen wherever podcasts are released. Love you. Love you.